0: In the text is the little Hebrew word Debar, which carries several meanings, depending on how it's used in particular verses or texts. Here in Proverbs 16 and 20, Dabar connotes number one, divine instruction. Divine or godly instruction. I personally believe that Divine instruction is the most important instruction we should follow, especially as children of God. We have to follow divine instruction. And sometimes what God instructs you to do will not be something you want to do. But even though you may not want to do it, it is in truth the best thing to do. When it comes to the word or uh, debar, it also has to do with that which God gives through his prophet that changes a person's life for the better god uses the prophet or his prophets to speak his mind and one word a message from god has the capacity To change your life for the battle. The reason I say it, it has the capacity as a free moral Asia, you you have to choose to allow that word to get in your being. You have to choose to do it in order for it to change your life for the battle. Because when it it comes to the word of God, the word of God is powerful, is more powerful than anything you see. And, And there are some things we can look at in this world that are very powerful. But nothing you see is more powerful than the word. Let let me just show you what Jesus said in reference to the power of the word. Matthew 24. I quote this often, but I want you to look at it. Matthew 24 and 35. We'll start right there. I, I want you to see some things that the Bible says in reference to the power of the word. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away. But then Jesus said, but my words will by no means pass away. I mean, everything that we see, Jesus said, you know what? This this stuff going to pass away, but not my word. And he's right because all of what we see right now, has not always been there. All this stuff we see over here has not always been there, and and it used to be a plant over here called DNL that most folks thought DNL would be here forever uh, because it had been uh, in Carroll Carroll County so long, but it's gone. But God's word is still here. Even when they try to uh, dismiss the word by taking it out of school, taking it out of this place, that place, and the other place, the word is still going forth. Because Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass, but not my word. My word. Is not going to pass away. And and we understand as believers. It's not just the written word that is not going to pass away. It's the revealed word. If God speaks a word directly or indirectly. Whether it's a word for the entire church. Or a personal word for you. That word is going to come to pass If you trust God, I said it's going to come to pass. If God tells you he's going to bless you and you do accordingly, you are going to receive what God has ordained for you to have. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not my words. I got to show you something else in reference to the word. Go with me to John 1. And one, John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The word was in the beginning with God. All things were made through the word. And without the word, nothing was made that was made. Stuff, be, stuff came into existence when God put the word on it. Let there be light. Here come light. Ooh, let there be such and such. And here come whatever the word said, it came into being. I'm not going to Malachi 3 and 6, but Malachi 3 and 6 says God changes not. The word had creative power in the beginning, and it still has creative power. The word had creative power in the beginning, and it still has creative power. The word can change nothing into something. God can take what is considered nothing and cause it to be something great. He's the only one that can do that. But he does it through his word. And see, the amazing thing is that God has chosen to give his church his word in order for it. Are for individuals to be changed for the better. I'm going to give you a word, and, and the word that I'm going to give you is going to be a reveal word. And if you and if you hear that reveal word, I want you to live by it because if you live by it, it's going to change your life for the better. I got to show you something else. Go with me to the book of Romans, the first chapter. Walker ain't quoting hard this morning. He he wants you to see some stuff. Let's go to Romans 1. Good God from Zion. How many of you happy already? Amen. You receiving already. Amen. Romans 1 and 16. We'll start at the 16th verse. Y'all ready? Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which is the word. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ or the word. Why do you say it's word? Because gospel means good message or good news. It's a word. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who what? See, you have to believe the word though. Notice according to the text, the implication when you believe the gospel or the word, it'll save you. I said it'll save you. It won't just save you from being a sinner and transform you into a saint. The word will save you when you broke. Word will save you when you sick. One writer said, he sent forth his word. And it delivered them out of all of their trouble. Just the word. You know, some folk in the, in the folk laying hands on them. But the majority of the time Jesus caused a miracle to happen for somebody, it was through the word. And that's what he wants to happen in our day and time. While I'm up here teaching, while I'm up here preaching, he wants somebody to believe to the point to where they just say, that's my rhema, I'm here. That's my rhema. I'm coming out the hole that I'm in. That's my rhema. I'm coming from the bottom to the top. That's my rhema. My life getting ready to be turned completely. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To every one that believed to the Jew first but also to the Greek of the Gentile talking about us God wanted to make sure we have salvation wanted to make sure when we got turned down that we didn't have to go by what they a man put on the paper we could rely on his word thank God I didn't take the doctor's word. I took God's word. Thank God I didn't take the banker's word. I took God's word. Say to your neighbor, you better start taking God's word. Because God's word is more powerful than anybody else's word. I got to go back to Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth. Shut But not God's word. Say to your neighbor, his word ain't going to fail. Verse 17. For in it are the word. The righteousness of God is revealed. God will show you what he's going to do. He'll tell you what he's going to do. For in the word of the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. That's the reason we come to church. We come looking for some revelation. Come looking for something that's going to tell us what steps to take. Come looking to hear something that's going to tell us how things going to turn out. Yeah, you know what they said on the paper, but you also know who has the final say. You better high five somebody and tell them God has the final say. Whoo, y'all ain't happy. I'll get happy by myself. I'll jump myself. I'll turn in victory myself. Matter of fact, I'll dance by myself. Woo! For in it of the word, the righteousness of God is revealed. Never forget this, this, this man asked me why I was smiling when he turned me down. He said, I just turned you down. Why are you smiling? I said, Because God is going to do it. God's still going to do it. I was just giving you an opportunity to, to be part of the blessing, to be part of the process, but because you wouldn't listen to what I would say. Your blessing going to somebody else. How many know God has the final say? And he'll tell you what he's going to do. I said he'll tell you what he gonna do that's the reason you you don't get disappointed when folks say things in contrast to what you wanted to hear your God has the final say man I done learned that I I have learned that God has the final say. I I looked at when it came to health, when it came to wealth, when it came to basically every aspect of life. I have learned that God has the final say. I'll go through the proper channels. But I know ultimately... It's going to be up to God. I'm still looking at Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall pass. What that man said going to pass. But not what God promised me. Not what he told me at midnight. Have you ever had a midnight word? What do you mean a midnight word? A word that God gave you in the midst of your trouble. A word that God gave you when everything that can go wrong was taking place. A midnight word is a word that comes letting you know despite what you're going through that weeping may endure for a night but some joy is getting ready to come in the morning. (laughs) Ought to have at least ten preachers by now ready to tell somebody weeping may endure for a night but your joy coming in the morning. Your good time is coming in the morning. Your breakthrough is coming in the morning. Your turn around is coming in the morning. The righteousness of God is revealed from what faith to faith. God continually gives His people faith. That's when you say it's revealed from faith to faith. See, God want to make sure you have a word to deal with life on a daily on a weekly basis. Want to make sure every time you come in here he going to give you something to live by. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The sinner shall live by faith. Now the just just folk. Folk who walk by faith and not by sight. Folk who understand, according to Romans 10 and 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But they further understand, according to Romans 10, 14, and 15, in part, that, that if they're going to hear the word, they got to hear it from a sent preach say your neighbor everybody can't feed me me. look at another person say "I'm, I'm on a particular diet everybody can't give me what I need When you can go to church now, you ain't just, no, I'm on a particular diet. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from where Jesus? The mouth of God. Every mouth that's proclamating is not God's mouth. There are mouths that are saying things based upon the scripture, but it's not God's mouth. Even the devil has the audacity to try to quote scripture. Paul, Paul said to the church don't think it's strange when even Satan and his demons transform as angels or messengers of light. Satan may be able to say it but God's prophets are anointed. Yeah. Woo! God's prophets what God has embedded in their being. It's a difference. I said it is a difference. And the word of God that comes from a servant of God will change your life for the better. I don't care who you are. It'll change your life for the better. That there, there are those of us in here, you're, you're looking good this morning. Matter of fact, when, when, I, when I look at you and, and think about how you came, To the alt, you're a miracle you're a miracle I ain't gonna talk about you too much but you know you were jacked up you came in on what the old folk call your last leg I done tried everything. Here I come, Lord. I'm coming, Lord. Lord, the dope got me strung out now, but here I come. If you can help me, here I come. Isn't it amazing? We, we, We heard a word and it just completely transformed our lives for the better. And folk look at you like you crazy For just listening And doing what dust says God but they don't understand When you are at your lowest state It was nothing but the word That caused you to come out Of the predicament That you were in And you ain't been the same since If it be true i will find somebody and tell them It wasn't nothing but the word That brought me out I ain't always wore suits. I ain't always had a closet where I had a choice to pick out what I wanted to wear. I ain't always on this, that, and the other. But God changed my life for the better. Say to your neighbor, it wasn't nothing but the word. It pulled me out of my mess. It showed me myself. It got to telling me I can do better and, and better and better and better. And then when I got to doing what God said, God, he changed me from my crown, sole of my feet. You can never allow Yourself to get to the point to where you forget the necessity and significance of the word. See, because there, there are some folks that they get it easy at Zion. They allow their minds to slip to the point to where they forget the importance of the word. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen folks that I I know God blessed them, raised them up, and then all of a sudden they, they, they just get to the point to where you can tell the word is not affecting them. The way it used to affect. They've gotten to the point. To where they're like. Look at me. I done arrived. I don't need no more word. Y'all need that now. I, I, I'm already here. That's a dangerous and sad place to be in when you think you don't need no more food. No more divine food. Because sooner or later, if you stop eating from God's table, everything you accomplish in life will be based upon your own efforts. Simply because you, you made the choice to live an unjust life instead of a just life. Solomon here in Proverbs 16 and 20 He talks about the necessity of deborah or divine instruction. But he lets us know that when it comes to God's word, we have to heed it. We have to comply with it. You you know because because we can never be to the point to where we become like religious folk who listen and even have trained themselves to say uh huh well amen say it preacher. See, we're laughing, but religious folk will train themselves and say amen, which means so be it, but will leave the church in contrast to doing what does say the word. And and I got your attention, but, but guess what? They're religious folk in this church. See, if you're to the point to where you can agree, but you won't put it into action, you may not be doing them, mm-hmm, <laughs> but you're religious. You have to comply with the word. You got to strive to think, talk and do what does saith God. And, and sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes it's going to require you to deny your desires word tell you I need you to fast today. Just, just one day and you're, you're oh God I, I want to donut so bad. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You have to comply sometimes even though your flesh does not want to comply. That happens to all of us. Just, just like the, the Bible tells us that, that we have to be people that forgive folk. And some folks are harder to forgive than others. Oh, and some folks, you, hey, hey, look, what I said the other day sorry. That was on me. Wrong for it. Forgive me. Let's go on. Let's, you know me and you. Come on now. So let's just go on. But other folk, God, you, Lord, she said all that stuff about me. You want me to go and talk to her? And then when you do it, you don't do it right. Sorry. Sorry. You have to comply with the word Not just a word that tells you to give God the praise But a word that tells you to trust God To do for you what you can't do for yourself A word that tells you to count it all joy Even though you're going through a trial That you don't want to be in Nobody likes being broke. Nobody likes being without. But sometime God will set you up. To the point to where you have to go through a period of suffering. A period of lack. But it's for your good. And so you have to comply. Even though you don't like it. You have to count it all joy. Even though your flesh is cutting up. Gotta heed. The word. You gotta, gotta do it. Abraham was instructed by God to do what his wife told him to do. And the man of faith got the cousin up in the house. He had told his wife, I ain't going to do it. It ain't going to happen and so forth. And then God just said, hey, Abraham, take heed to the words of your wife. He had to humble himself. and do what his wife wanted him to do. It would have been easy for a wimp to do that. But for a man that's firm, I better let that go. I'm going to let that go. But Solomon went on to say "You, you don't just need to heed or comply with the word but you need to do it wisely. And to be wise is a very important thing. But in order to understand what it is to be wise, we we need to biblically look at the opposite of being wise. And then I'm going to close. I'm getting ready to close. Y'all just stay with me. Let's go to uh, Psalm 14. I quote this sometime, but not not today. I want you to see it. Y'all stay with me. Psalm 14. Some of y'all are like y'all ready for me to quit. I'm going to quit. Let's hold on. Don't be trying that like you'd be here if I was here all all night. But thank you, though, for saying, go on. But consider Psalm 14 and 1. This is the opposite of a wise person. And see if this is you. Sometime. The fool. Has said. In his heart. There is no God. Fool goes on to say they have done abominable works. There is none. Nobody. Who does good. And we don't talk to fools like that. Look, I know you're in the church now, but ain't nobody perfect. And they they don't say it in a way that's right. They say it in a way that, yeah, I'm still sinning, but ain't nobody right. (laughs) A fool tries to justify the mess that's in his heart. The heart represents your feelings, but most of all, your choices. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has chose not to comply with divine instruction. When you don't comply with divine instruction, you're fool. I ain't no fool. Well, you may not be by your definition. But by the biblical definition, if you choose not to comply with divine instruction, you're a fool. I have been a fool since I've been in the church. God said something I didn't want to do, so like it or not, at that moment, I was acting like a fool. Have you ever had your foolish moment? Yes. Lord have mercy. Let's, let's, let's consider something else. Let's go, let's go to uh, Proverbs. Lord have mercy. Y'all gonna stay with me? Yes. Proverbs 2 and 6. Ready? Yes. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and what? Amen. When it comes to divine instruction, it's a gift from who? God. And here in this little verse, he actually gives the definition biblically speaking of wisdom. Knowledge and understanding. Knowledge is just simply knowing something or somebody. That's it. You just know. You are aware of this, that, or the other. He got knowledge. Do you know what that scripture about uh, in the beginning was? Oh, yeah, uh, John 1 and 1. <laughs> you let me folks know I got knowledge. That's knowledge. Just, just that simple. Where you put that cake? Hey, uh... Don't tell nobody, but look behind that Cheerios box. You're gonna see a cardboard box lifted up. And it's gonna be up under there, but put the cardboard box back and then stick the Cheerio box in front of you. That's knowledge. Knowledge is that simple. Understanding it is when you grasp what somebody has revealed to you. Is when you get it. All you have to do to put them glasses on just... Okay, open up. The little things on the side. The little handles. Put it behind your ear. Make sure. Oh. Got it. That's understanding. That's simple. That's understanding. What, what them men up there with them. Toes finna do. Oh, we finna go around and put God's tithes and offerings in that. That's that's how we do it here. They don't come out and pass the plate from side to side. We we bring them. We try to line up with Malachi 3 and 10. Oh, so that's how y'all give the money. That's what we got to do. Okay. Got it. it. (laughs) That's under Stand. Ain't nothing complicated about knowledge and understanding. That's it. And, and so, when we heed the word wisely, when, when, we, when we all aware or we get it, we're going to find good. God going to make sure at the moment when you get it and comply with it, good happens. Good happens. When you start walking or complying with the word wisely, good going to start happening to you. You're going to start experiencing better in every aspect of your life life. Some things going to start happening for you that you ain't never seen. It it, it so blew Paul away until the Holy Spirit told Paul, look, I need you to pin this and give it to the church. Let them know that, that they are going to receive what eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. But then he said, neither has entered into the Tell them they're going to start experiencing things they hadn't even chose. Bottom line, God going to start blessing you in ways that you never thought you would be blessed. You had no plan to own 21 houses, but God gave you 21 houses and all of them paid for. God from Zion. Why, you didn't plan that. But when you heed the word wisely, he'll do what your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. Neither done entered into your heart. Man, how you get in the hole? Man, it wasn't nobody but God. I had no idea. Two years ago, I would even be doing what I'm doing right now. But God he who heeds the word wisely will find. Good. And it ain't like you're going to be searching. That's not what he means in the text. Like you're going to be searching for something. He who heeds the word wisely will experience good. It's going to be automatic once you get into that word. You're going to experience good. Stuff going to start happening to you and folk going to be looking at you. Your own husband going to be looking at you like, where in the world are you? Girl, how you get that? I told you, baby, I've been doing what the words. <laughs> how many understand the teacher? I'm done. Let's get the Lord a begin to praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.